Blog Talk Radio. Our show is for entertainment purposes only. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this show are not necessarily those of TPPC.TV's web TV show, radio show, blog, or its sponsors. Don't use the medical information obtained here as a substitute for a visit to your vet. If you think your pet is sick, get help immediately. And welcome to Pets Teachers So Much Radio with your hosts, stars of TPPC TV, Robin and Joseph Everett. Hello, everyone, and woofy woo. Everett and Everett here. I'm Robin Everett. And I'm Joseph Everett. Welcome to our show, Pets Teachers So Much. We are animal advocates, pet lifestyle experts, and pet trendologists, bringing you the latest pet news and celebrity gossip. As always, we have great content. It's the most up-to-date info for you and your pet's health and safety. Brought to you in a very real, raw, gritty, and not sugar-coated format. Today on Pets Teach Us So Much, we have Amber Burkhalter. She is the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, Chairman of the Board of Trustees, and she's going to tell us a little bit about Train Your Dog Month, because January is Train Your Dog Month. And up uh, of course, you know, we always have tons of current news stories for dog lovers and for cat lovers and for... Birdie lovers. Yeah, very great, Joseph. We haven't had any avian uh, lover uh, yeah. shout-outs. We have a groovy group on Facebook, the TPPC.TV Pet Lover Crew. Check us out and join in the fun. Post your pics, scoop events. You and your pets can hang out with the coolest pets on the net. If you have news or you'd like to be on our show, send an inquiry at wow. Send an inquiry <laughs> to info at tppc.tv. Please check out our blog and like us too. It's a good thing it's Thursday, isn't it? Yes. I'm it telling is. you. You know, it's, it has been some week. It's the winters, I think, winters here in the north. Are getting so hard here. Yeah. It just gets instantaneous, Mr. Freeze roar. Yeah. It's like he's clicking the switches in his chair, and he's not putting enough warm spots for me to walk through. No, where's Mr. Heat Miser? Yeah, so anybody that's, you know, from our age group that watched Batman knows what I'm talking about. When you hit click, click, click. Oh, because well, That's the red that would that would click. The lights would click so you could walk and talk to him. And if he didn't like you, he'd unclick the spot with the heat, and you would freeze. Oh, I didn't, I didn't remember his, that one. He was in his his ambient temperature was like you know sub below zero. On the old Batman show. Yeah, that's just a click click. You have to be a super geek like me. I didn't remember that, but you know it's funny because if you guys um, catch Adam West selling the Batman series now on DVD. Yes. He's like, oh, this one was great, and you know what? The younger generation knows him from. Uh, yeah, but it's great because Batman and Robin were ah, experiencing the birds and the bees with all the chickies there. 
Oh, he was the groovy sixties. Yeah, I had to remember the show here because there's a lot. It was, no, it was a lot of stuff 60s. that happened. Yeah, they were they were uh, stud muffins back then. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, um, Mayor West is on Family Guy, right? Where Adam West is yes. the okay. Now, Adam West is on Family Guy. Okay, and he's doing he's the, the voice. He's the mayor. There. So that's where younger people would know him yeah. from and not even know that he's Batman. Nah. And once in a while, they'd make a Batman reference, and I yes. think it's hysterical. Yes. We like that sort of yes. thing. You know? Yes. Well, Chachel and Philomena are... Holy junk in the trunk. No, they didn't say that. Oh. They did not say that. They did not. They said a lot of things, but they did not say that. That's for sure. <laughs> where did that come from, anyway? I don't know. Some floating around in what little gray matter I have left. <laughs> well, I have to say one thing. If we've been very lucky here in New Jersey. It could be a lot. Oh, it could be. I am. I am complaining, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. Just leave it like that. Yeah, it could be a lot worse. Because the old snow karma dumper could really yeah, dump on that. No. Well, before we get into our news stories, honey, I just want to touch on the fact, in case people don't know already. That the Super Pet Expo is coming up. Yes. A couple weeks, right? Yeah. The 6th, 7th, and 8th at the uh, Edison Expo Center, uh, Convention Center. And we're going to be there doing the TPPC.TV sponsored pet fashion show. Yes, yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, it is a lot of fun. People have a good time. It's a lot lot of rescue groups that are there. Right, there's there's a whole special show for that. There's a whole special show that we have. I was going to say that. Oh, sorry. For the rescue groups, I know you get a little excited because they are... Let me just tell you something. I'm not saying anything against anybody's little pets and everything. Everybody has a good time. But the the rescue pets seem to have the extra little giggle and happy and... Because they know they're going to get adopted. Yeah, they're really... They're working it. Yeah. They work the uh, the dog walk or the cat walk. Yeah, they work. What's it called? They work the, the pet, red carpet. Yeah, the red carpet. So we have a special show just for rescue groups that are exe- exhibiting at the show, and they will win an exclusive. The winner of that will uh, will win an exclusive interview here on our show. We have antler. Uh, okay, then we have the regular portion of the show, which is anybody who's attending right. who can enter. We have uh, music by DJ Sean Fink, uh, Partners in Sound. We have photography by uh, Ariel Star Productions, uh, Taz Photography. Uh, Cynthia Soroka Dunn is our photographer, official photographer for the event. And um, we also have PJNY.com, who is our fashion sponsor. Yes. this is exciting because uh, the new looks will be unveiled on the red carpet. And uh, we also will have fantastic closeout sales from PFPW at our booth, uh, 526, for lug- all kind of pet carriers and handbags. and At very, very, very good prices. Yes, gift baskets, all kind of great stuff going on. So, honey, let's go to break. And when we come back, we want to talk about two little kitties, and one wasn't feeling so good. We'll be right back with more.
and you're back with Pets Teach You So Much. Have you ever wanted to have an amazing photo taken of your pet? Your pet is the most treasured companion, so why not have a photo of them? Ariel Star Productions can help you. Go to www.tazphoto.com. That's www.tazphoto.com to see the many pet photos we have taken through the years. That's www.tazphoto.com. And make sure when you email or call us to mention hearing about us from Robin at TPPC. And Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, we have many, many fantastic blog contributors. And we always talk about their posts on the air. And this one was especially touching from Riki Fur Babies. It was a story about two black kitties. They received their babies and PVRCP shots. One of them seemed to not be doing so well afterwards. And he was hiding and not eating and not drinking. And at the end of the day, when uh, the mommy, the kitty mommy said, uh, uh, this is serious, you know, I need to get in touch with Bing and Candy to talk to the kitty, find out what's going on. So uh, the, the session started and the kitty said, surprisingly, yowzer for me. Not meowser, just yowser for me. This is the second time in a week that they've heard that from the pet that will receive more than one Reiki session. So the kitty was quite excited that they were there to help. They had uh, Reiki before, this little guy, and um, he said that he was achy all over and he had flu-like symptoms, that he would be okay. He also wanted his mama to stop hovering. He said, Mama keeps hovering. Tell her I'm going to be okay. I just don't feel good right now. Uh, Ming and Candy said they got the sense that his tummy hurt and sent they sent healing to his whole body, but it was concentrated in the tummy area. And after the session, Candy said <laughs> to Ming, what is Yowzer? And Ming said she laughed really hard because uh, she said that she had not heard that in years. And Candy had never heard the expression at all. And they laughed. And and when um, Ming told the kitty mama that he said, yowzer, she said it was just said in her home and on TV. And they all laughed. And Candy said, if you don't believe in Ricky, you have to, because she can't make this stuff up. The uh, mommy said that, uh, she had been hovering, so the kitty was right. She was doing the helicopter mom, the hover. Yeah. <laughs> Mama now hovering. Mama now hovering. Uh, the mama told them that after the session, the kitty came out of hiding, and uh, it he, he'd been in hiding for almost 36 hours, so he had some treats and crawled up right next to the mama, and the next day he was eating and drinking. A lovely story. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing it with us. Beautiful. Very nice. So now we need to get into some hard topics. This is a hard topic. Joe saw this article in an online oh, yeah. thing publication called The Blaze. 
by this guy, Will Coggin. This is one view from from this uh, writer. Uh, writer for I'm trying to get to the the blaze. The blaze from the blaze. I'm sorry, from the blaze. This is one view from the blaze. And what I'm trying to do is research this a little bit more to find out the I don't know. I don't want to call it not legitimate, but find out the the true gist to these stories that are being reported. From the Humane Society. Sorry, wrong, well, wrong I'll tell you, more. this guy has written other articles about like the horse, the and horse he's carriages. Right. He's always been right on. Well, he wrote it in the Post, right. and it seemed to be pretty accurate. Of course, you know we're just reporting the information as we see here. And I'm only, I'm only question, slightly questioning this. And after Robin's done with this part of the article, I'll, I'll say why I'm questioning. Follow up this. with what we found out today. So. So this guy is the uh, senior research, Will Coggins, senior research analyst at the Center for Consumer Freedom, a nonprofit that promotes a personal responsibility and protects consumer choices. So uh, he said that Americans of all stripes own pets. It's not a partisan issue, but there's a radical group preying on America's love of cats and dogs and other companions to fund its left wing agenda. And you and your friends may be financing it. He said, you think I'm talking about the notorious people for the ethical treatment of animals, PETA. But he's not. He's actually talking about the Humane Society of the United States. Think of this group as PETA in sheep's clothing, he said. Despite its name, the Humane Society of the United States is not affiliated with many humane societies in towns and counties across America that care for abandoned cats and dogs. This is shocking, I think, to most people uh, because we all assume that it's one big organization. This Humane Society does not run a single pet shelter anywhere. Instead, it has helped trick the American public into thinking it's something that it isn't. Through its TV ads with tear-jerking images of pets, which we've talked about before, according to public polling, a majority of pub of the public thinks the Humane Society gives most of its money to local pet shelters, and that it's an umbrella group for pet shelters. And this is not true. It's not even close. So what is the Humane Society of the United States using donor dollars for? What is its real agenda? Well, Will says it's every bit as radical as PETA's. For starters... HSUS wants to end the use of animals for food. That means say goodbye to cheese, milk, eggs, hamburger, wings, bacon, Thanksgiving turkey, Christmas ham. HSUS food policy director used to work for PETA, where he designed a campaign comparing American farms to Nazi concentration camps. We don't want any of these animals to be raised and killed for food, remarked one HSUS vice president. HSUS also succeeded in passing a law in California in 2008 that experts predict could soon bankrupt the state egg industry. HSUS is run by vegan anti-hunting zealots, he said. They recently pushed a ban on traditional and widely used lead ammunition ammunition in California that gun rights advocates said could effectively ban hunting in in the state. When asked in front of a congressional committee what kind of hunting it supports, a top HSUS executive could only 
monster that they aren't against hunting for food in Alaska. So if you're an Eskimo, the HSUS will let you fish. He uh, coyly, uh, he snarkily, let's say snarkily stated, that was my opinion. Worse, this is back to the article, and we're quoting the article. Worse, its president and CEO, Wayne Passell, has made a number of statements indicating that he doesn't eat even care much about pets or animals. I don't love animals or think they're cute, he has written. I don't have a hands-on fondness for animals. There's no special bond between me and other animals, he has said. And even more incredibly, when asked if he saw a future without pets, Pacell said, if I have my personal view, perhaps that might take hold. In fact, I don't want to see another cat or dog born. Unsurprisingly, given this radical agenda for society, HSUS lobbying arm is heavily tilted towards liberal Democrats. It recently issued a scorecard giving a zero rating to 89 Republicans and just one Democrat. Their lobbying arm has even weighted into issues like gun control, trying to preserve a ban on concealed carry in national parks using the illogical argument that allowing people to protect themselves would increase poaching. (laughs) Because HSUS doesn't run any pet shelters, it floods the airwaves and mail with deceptive marketing to convince Americans that it's moderate mainstream pet shelter group. But it's not funding, it's, excuse me, but it's non-funding of shelters also means that the group has plenty of resources to clog up the court system with frivolous lawsuits, including many pursued alongside fringe environmentalist allies. The most notable litigation, however, is not one in which HSUS is playing offense. It's one that sees them in federal court over allegations that it, two staff attorneys, and two other animal rights activists, rather, violated the racketeering influence and corruption and corrupt organizations, or the RICO Act, in attacking the Ringling Brother Circus. Racketeering litigation, vegan activism, HSUS isn't your local humane society. Don't buy the slick marketing for donations. Next time you see the Weepy TV commercial, think about the more accurate parody, Lawyers in Cages. Learn more at humanewatch.org and spread the word about HSUS to your friends and family. Now, that last paragraph said local humane society. Are there local humane societies? Well, the pop isn't the Popcorn Park Zoo in Forked River. He said we don't get any funding. That's the Humane Society, I think. Yeah, and that's what there must be a little word There's association with this or or the organizations because anyway, it, uh, we there was a very large fire in Edgewater, New Jersey, uh, today. Really, one of the largest fires in ever Bergen County's history. Very, very huge fire. We even had uh, FDNY fire boats. Uh, fireboats from Jersey City and uh, mutual aid companies from all over uh, northern New Jersey and some central New Jersey. Uh, NBC reported that the Humane Society was on scene in Edgewater uh, at the large fire to help pets be reunited with their poor parents. Obviously, when the fire department came and started evacuating everyone, uh, they must have had an emergency operations center that they separated the pets or the, the fire department was also removing pets, and they put them to a one central area, and the Humane Society that was there was helping relocate the pets, which got me confused for the fact that this article, so maybe I'm misunderstanding this, and maybe there's other 
maybe the H U uh excuse me, the H S U S is different from local humane societies. I'm gonna have to dig a little bit more, investigate a little bit more to see what the story is here. But I was really taken back after reading this article and uh and Robin brought it to you. And you're probably doing the same thing I am. I mean to to be a humane society and, and hope that you never see another cat or dog born ever again. Something's just not yeah, well, right in the soup. And, you know, we had met him uh, at an event, and he was uh, prominently uh, touted at blog posts a couple of years ago. Right. So I want to know what the real story is. And, and again, blog posts is an event, which is a blogger's event, a pet blogger's event mm-hmm. for cats and dogs and all animals. And why would he, well, that's a real loaded question, because why would politicians say they're going to do something and they don't do it? So why would he represent himself to be this pet person, this person that's, that's there right. for for rescue and to help, and then not to... You know, let me keep a copy of this, because if, if I can get in touch with him, I would happily bring him on the show. Definitely. I would love to hear straight from the horse's mouth, as they say, um, what he has to say about the allegations from Will Coggin. And, uh, I mean, as people, we know so many of you who do so much to help animals, do you know, donate your time, donate your money. Um, I think we're owed the truth. Right. right. And if anybody out there has any any info or anything, please don't hesitate to call us or email us like you normally do. And 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 we welcome your opinion. Yeah, we welcome your opinion, and we'll we'll definitely going to revisit this and and revisit the opinions from everyone. Yep. Thank you. So let's uh, go to break, honey. And when we get back, when we come back, we have to do a little celebrity gossip because I'm going crazy over here.
which we will get to in a moment. We uh, want to bring our guest on, Amber Burkhalter. She is the Association of Professional Dog Trainers, Chairman of the Board of Trustees. Now, in case you didn't know, this is uh, Train Your Dog Month. So, honey, let's bring her on. Amber, are you there? I am. Hello. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for joining us. So tell us now, the AP. DT stands for the Association of Professional Dog Trainers. Can you explain a little bit about your organization and what it does? What's its purpose? Uh, the APDT was founded in 1993 by Dr. Ian Dunbar, who is a renowned veterinarian and behaviorist. And the APDT is a professional organization. We're all individual trainers, and we're committed to becoming better trainers through education. Our number one focus is educating trainers. Okay, so is your role to get the word out, or what do you do within the organization? I am the chairman of the board currently, so my role is a fiduciary uh, responsibility, and of course running the board. Um, I'm also a member, so as a member, we are charged with going out into the public and educating the public as best we can, as well as other trainers that are in our network. Interesting. So do you provide resources for uh both the on the training side and the pet owner side we do we do uh we for dog trainers you would need to join as a member so once you join as a member we have a whole host of educational opportunities for our training uh, members so we have year-round online educational opportunities Uh, we have on-demand webinars multi-week online courses all kinds of subjects from puppy all the way up to uh, really in-depth genetic discussions. Uh, We produce the only body of knowledge for our profession. We also have a magazine that's called The Chronicle of the Dog, which is an award-winning magazine that comes out every quarter. And every year we have a conference, which is a four-day-long lecture and workshop series, and it's all over the country. So last year we were in Hartford, and this coming year we'll be in Texas. Very cool. So this is National Train Your Dog Month, and and what – um, do you guys do to mark that um, as a uh, as a organization? It's a really super busy month for us. So we really focus a lot on the pet owner during this month. We have a wealth of information that is available to pet owners. So if pet owners go onto our website, which is apdt.com, they are going to have access to live social media chats with training experts, There are links to books and DVDs, everything from helping you pick the right dog to how to have a dog come into your home if you have children. Many of the APDT members are going to host local Train Your Dog Month events, uh, or they're going to feature training discounts as well during this month. We have a whole host of activities going on. We also have a contest that goes on where trainers are working with their clients, the public, and then they submit videos from that training, and that video can win them tickets to our conference. That's very cool. 
So how important is positive training to the relationship between people and their dogs? It's hard to really say how important it is. I would say that it is vital. Um, It's really vital if you want to build a really strong bond with your dog, especially a bond that is not based in fear. So training that is focused on using punitive measures can damage the bond with your dog. And it can also create a whole host of behavioral issues, everything from fear reactivity all the way up to full-grown aggression. Positive training allows you to open that gate so you have an endless number of possibilities with your dog. And your dog will learn to just look at you naturally um, for guidance. So it just completely changes the opportunities that present you and your dog as a bond. So it's huge. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's the only way to go. It's the only so way how do people start doing the whole positive training thing? Like, like most people, I think, don't even know the first place to start. And give us some <laughs> advice on, on how we take that first step. You know, one of the, it's funny because I think the first step to do is to understand what positive training is. Uh, A lot of people think positive training is purely permissive training, and it's not the same. Uh, Positive training is R positive, which means we reward the behaviors that we like. So the first thing you want to do is understand what is positive training. And then you just want to find yourself a local positive trainer. And you can do that through our website. We do have a trainer search. But you want to go out and you want to visit that trainer, and not necessarily with your dog. Go out and just watch them train someone else's dog. Uh, How does that make you feel? Does this feel like something that would work for you? Is this what you think of as positive training? Uh, That is the best way to get started, especially if you don't know anything about positive training. There are lots of online resources through our website as well that can help people find the right trainer or find the right method for them. We have everything from how to pick a trainer, how to pick your equipment, what you can expect when you go to a class, uh, all the way down to a checklist on what you need to bring a dog into your home. Cool. So, you know, a lot of people love working with animals, and they always wanted to become a dog trainer, you know, but they just don't know what to do. I I know as a kid I wanted to be a dog trainer because we would see them training the seeing eye dogs in Marstown, New Jersey. They would train them on the green, and it was always fascinating to me. So what do you have for uh, someone, what type of advice would you offer to someone who wanted to become a dog trainer? I think the first thing you want to do is find yourself a really good mentor. It's important that people who are interested in becoming a dog trainer understand that there is not an overseeing body of dog trainers. So if you're a doctor, you have the medical licensing board. Dog trainers don't have that. So you need to find yourself a mentor that you trust and you can develop a really solid relationship with. And then you want to start working with that mentor. Even if you go, there are dog schools you can go to. Um, There are lots of them now, actually. And even if you go to a dog school that is actually hands-on where you can train to be a trainer, you're not going to be completely prepared. As a dog trainer, an excellent dog trainer is always a student. So regardless if you go to a dog training school or not, it is really important that you find a mentor who can help you sort of wade through this process. It's a an awesome career choice. It's a lot of fun, and there's so much support out there now. I think the number one thing, though, is that you find yourself a good mentor who will work with you. Cool. Now, in celebration of uh, this month, what are you guys doing? You're going to do some social media uh, chats? We are. We have one left this month that's coming up on our Facebook page. Uh, Those are actually open topic. So that date is uh, the 29th of 
January. Lost track of the month there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and is it? <laughs> it's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. And they're open to the public. And the way they work is you can go on there as a trainer or as a pet owner. We get lots of pet owners. They're very popular. And you mm-hmm. can ask any questions, any questions that you have. And there is a training expert on there. Uh, it is always going to be our director of education, Katina Jones. And then often there will be an additional person or two with her. And mm-hmm. they will answer all your questions. They can direct you in the right uh, direction to get information if you need it. And it's mm-hmm. open to anyone. Cool. So tell us, uh, again, your website address and also the Facebook. Where do people go on Facebook? Uh, Our Facebook page is the Association of Professional Dog Trainers. You can find us just in their search engine on Facebook. Uh, We have two websites. So the first website uh, for the organization is theapdt.com, and then trainyourdogmonth.com is the other website. And that's where you can just get a host of information. I would highly suggest uh, pet owners go and check out the APDT.com website. There are links to anything you could ever want to know in regards to owning a dog or seeking a trainer. Fantastic. We appreciate it. That was a lot of great information, Amber. So congratulations on on this month. It's so fantastic for everybody to uh, really get involved and find out the best way to train their pets and find a good trainer. So uh, thank you again. And uh, we we celebrate all the success that all of the trainers do in helping people and pets. Well, thank you so much for having us on. Take care, Amber. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So um, let's go to break, honey. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the bad celebrity of the week. And we'll be right back. The sun goes down, work is done after the evening news. The time comes round every night. And you're back with pets teach us so much. So, bad celebrity of the week. Give us some celebrity uh, music. Like you, Joe Fultz. All right. You guys had to see it the past couple days. So, you have to go investigate that after I said Well, that I'll tell you why in a minute. Kim Kardashian wears a fur kini and shows off major skin. The 34-year-old reality star Kim Kardashian just posted two photos of herself wearing, an, as they quote here, an amazing fur kini. Kardashian is known for showing a lot of skin, and the pictures prove that she's definitely not shy on social media. Her body looks amazing in the photos. Kardashian and husband Kanye West just went on a ski trip, yada, yada. Her friends uh, insisted that she wear a ski helmet, even though it did mess with her hair. Poor thing. And she captioned the photo, baby, it's cold outside. So she, it was a real fur. Didn't say it was faux fur. I looked all over the place. So who the hell wears a fur bikini, first of all? 
And she wears a lot of fur. But this is the thing. I don't know if you guys remember, Chloe, her sister, did a whole naked campaign for PETA. Whoa. Yeah. A whole no fur campaign. Cat bite. No pun intended. So, so this is a thing. I mean, so besides, I just was like, for me, when you read a gossip mag, it's like somebody else telling you a story about a celebrity. Mm. To me, that's so much more palatable than than people t- taking selfies all day long and publishing it in a book called Selfish. How true is that? Look at me, look at me, look at me. I don't know. For some reason, it's different if somebody snaps a picture and tells you a story you're not supposed to know. Right. Right? Is right. it just me? No, it's just, you know, I'm not going to go there. Are we getting old? Yes, and I don't want to lose my selfie uh, fans. All right. I'm just, no, I, but you know I, what I mean. I totally agree. Look I at mean. my butt. Look at my fur bikini. Look at me. Look how great I am. I know. This <sighs> Once in a while is fine, but 96 times a day yeah. is a little much. That's like, tell, you know, I also don't get either where you got to tell everybody every second of the day what you're doing. Yeah. Right now, I'm trying to chew a candy quietly. <laughs> it's one of those old people peppermints, the white round with the little red stripes. It is like my favorite. And I try to do that in between when Robin's talking something just to help my throat. I was smacking him. And she was smacking me when I was trying to get you it out. You should have seen between. the action in here. It I was... made sure that we didn't get any any deviation on the needle. There was deviation. I saw it. I saw a deviation. Oh, it didn't get picked up. I saw it. But anyway, it was good night. I just <laughs> enjoyed every last slather of tongue. Molecule of taste yeah. off of that. Oh, I'm glad you did. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, our next story is, can my dog catch a cold? And I'll tell you something. Ooh, that was, this story is this important. Is this is good. Because one of our friends uh, brought their dog over to her sister's house. The sister's two dogs had just gone in for dental work. And oh boy. they were both on antibiotics. Yes. So our friend takes her dog home. The dog develops a cough. So uh, uh, uh. she thinks there's something caught in the dog. Which throat. dog developed the cough? The one that was that in had gone to visit. No, no not the one, the one on antibiotics. Okay. Okay. The one had gone that had gone to visit the two right. that were in the vet that were on antibiotics. So well, the only reason I'm saying that because antibiotics doesn't cure a cold. But. So, I mean, I'm just laying out the scenario No, the, the cold causes some type of infection. Well, wait, let's, then... let's see what the, why the dog was coughing, oh. right? So, a friend takes the dog to the vet to find out why the dog's coughing. Oh, boy. It's a virus. The dog is, has caught a virus, has runny eyes, uh, gunk oh. in its ears, oh. and has uh, some kind of virus going on. Right. So this article, Can My Dog Catch a Cold, was very interesting and very timely because we're all in the Northeast, it's so cold, and a lot, you know, the North in general, it's very cold. And we're bundling up our dogs when we take them out for a walk. And, you know, you think, can my dog catch a cold? So this article states that... um, well, there are different types of viruses that can affect humans versus dogs. The symptoms are basically the same. Sneezing, coughing, runny nose, stuffing, st- 
stuffy nose, watery eyes. So what do you do to protect your dog? Um, and how do you treat it? So um, different germs, of course, are different viruses. And, you know, there is that thing that they call a kennel cough. And that's different from a common cold for a dog. Uh, kennel cough is uh, transmitted in a boarding facility, and they do have uh, shots for that. But there are other highly contagious cold-like illnesses to be familiar with. The influenza virus, para-influenza virus, adenovirus. Tuberculosis. Uh Uh-huh. They're all illnesses that can be transmitted by infected dogs. Well, tuberculosis is big-time infection in sputum and and like an atomizing sputum uh, cough. You know, that's like big-time for humans or animals. Another potentially life-endangering viral illness is canine distemper. A dog exhibiting symptoms of distemper will usually have coughing, vomiting, high fever, and thick discharge from the eyes and nose. When a cold is not a germ or a virus, there are several types of parasites that can get into the lung, heart, the trachea, which can also cause symptoms that mimic a cold infection. Coughing and other breathing problems are main symptoms. Fungal infections are also commonly found in dogs and can sometimes lead to life-threatening conditions. When the fungal parasite sets up house in the lungs, causing ongoing repetitive coughing, scarring of the lung tissue, and eventually, in some cases, pneumonia. Well, an an uh, undiagnosed asthma or allergies that trigger respiratory symptoms, too, Mm -hmm. you have to watch out for. Yep. Yep. So they said, how do you care? The question then becomes, how do you care? I just have to give the the old listen to your dog uh, speech here. Mm -hmm. If you hear your dog making weird noises, Mm -hmm. wheezing, uh, ronk, well, ronkai would be like a a gurgle loud noise, anything like that. Coming from the lung. Coming down low, like like a cat cat that would be purring. Yeah, that's a good analogy. That motor type. You hear something like that coming through when the cat's pant, uh, excuse me, when the dog is panting or something like that. Get your your pet to the vet right away. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to, that's, horrible things can happen. So how do you care for a pet with a cold? If your dog is coughing or sneezing but is otherwise in good health, you may be able to treat the condition as you would with a simple human cold. Lots of fluids, uh, liquids, healthy foods, chicken soup even. But of course, just make sure to leave out the bones. If you see those symptoms continuing for longer than a, a day, I would say, please take them to the vet. The vets know. Oh, once you're, them, once you're sure. Right. Once you, even if you're not sure, take them anyway. Yeah, but I meant like if you go to the vet, the vet tells you it's a cold. Oh, the vet tells so you that. Yeah. yeah. But if you if you didn't go to the vet No, yet, no, no, no. And no. you're assuming that chicken soup is going to cure this no, asthma come attack. No, come on. No. You have another thing yeah. coming. Um, I said, uh, so healthy foods, liquids, warmth, even um, a warm human room like with a humidifier, uh, near his rest area or filling the bathtub with steaming water and letting the dog hang out in the bathroom for a bit, but not in the water. Just let the steam loosen up his sinuses and his lungs. It's important to note that while most respiratory conditions will begin to improve within several days from the time of onset, some dogs' immune systems are not prepared for an infection and may need a course of antibiotics, thank you, uh, or other medications in order to fully recover. It also said if your dog is very old or very young, go to your vet. 
They said you can help prevent a cold by keeping your dog indoors during cold, wet weather with just a brief trip outside for relief. It isn't the cold temperature that creates the illness, of course, but it's the exposure to unfriendly uh, temperatures or environments that can create a physical situation that make it easier for the bacteria or viral germ to latch on and hold on to the body um, and take hold in the body and faster and make sure, uh, you know, like with yourself, make sure your dog is drinking water and that you're in the best physical shape and your dog's in his best physical shape uh, that he can be. So, um, I thought that was very interesting. It was very, it was very uh, interesting. Pet MD. Um, so, you know, don't think that your dog can't transmit or transmit to other dogs. And, you know, this is a concern always when you have your dog in with a group of dogs. You go into the paw park, you go into walk, you go into here and there. and You're sitting in the waiting room of your veterinarian. Yeah, yeah. It just bugs me when people let their dogs go up and smell of the dogs. This is just my my pet peeve, so to speak. Keep them away. Anyway, what else do we have here? Oh, this looks like a very interesting Very interesting article. Um, You know, some time ago there was a very popular story in the news about a dog that got a tattoo. And they were right. saying whether or not it was cruel. And the guy said, hey, the dog was under anyway, so the vet let me come in and tattoo the dog. It was a decorative tattoo. It wasn't a uh, like a number or anything. So this led to... Was it a brand? It, it, no. It is like opened the door to a lot of discussions. But here in New Jersey, there was a controversy over piercing your dog's. Uh, piercing your pooch will get you in big trouble under a bill that began advancing in the New Jersey legislature by a vote of five to zero. The Assembly Agriculture and Natural Resources Committee approved a bill called A3588, and that will clarify that needlessly piercing or tattooing an animal for the entertainment and amusement of an unscrupulous pet owner would be an animal cruelty offense. Although animal advocates in August told the Star Ledger newspaper they would, they knew of no examples of pets being pierced or tattooed in New Jersey specifically. The bill's sponsor, Assemblyman Carmelo Garcia, Democrat out of Hudson, said he saw an example in his hometown of Hoboken, a dog tattoo with a mess logo. Wow. Jeez. The logo I thought was spray painted, he said, but it wasn't. It was actually tattooed. I was just dumbfounded by it, thinking about the pain and the fact that the animal could not consent to such a tattoo. This one is really outrageous. A Pennsylvania woman made headlines in 2011 when she began selling gothic kittens with pierced ears. Gothic in kittens in air quotes with that one. Even though Pennsylvania law does not explicitly ban pierced pets, the woman, Holly Crawford, was convicted of animal cruelty and sentenced to six months house arrest. And in Brooklyn, a tattoo artist stoked outrage when he shared... Yeah, that's the one you did before. Okay, that's, that was him. He'd yeah. been un, un, unconscious for unrelated surgery. Under the New Jersey bill, piercing or tattooing an animal would be a fourth-degree crime which is punishable by up to 18 months in jail. Um, 
But if the animal dies as a result, it would be a third-degree crime, which could lead to three to five years. So here's the question um, that I have for this is, um, is this something that you think will spread across the country, or is this just going to stay in New Jersey? I mean... It's, well, a lot of these things are generational things, you know? Yep. So... And we'll just leave it at that, not to get anyone upset. And but I'm just very hard. We have a mini, uh, a mini pen, a mini pincher, and Phil. Philomena, and she came with her tail uh, already. Locked. Yeah. Cut. Cut. And I wouldn't. I would, You know, the, her ears were not done. And the owner asked, said, you know, there's a doctor or whoever that can do it. I said, no, I don't need to know, because if. You know, if I would have got to her sooner, she wouldn't even have the tail done. Yeah. Because I just don't think that's that's just my opinion. I don't like it. Not I agree. Not going to go with the right or wrong thing and end up getting two million emails again. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my personal opinion. It's something I would not like to do to my my pet. No, no. And uh, lastly, let's talk about the benefits of oats for dogs and cats. This is an article by Randy Kidd, DBM, PhD. This is really interesting. He said, oats are always at the top of my list of recommended herbs. He's calling oats an herb, an herb which is really interesting, too. Mm. More formally known as Avena sativa. Sorry. Yes, you got it right. Inexpensive and readily available, oats have a long list of benefits from simply nutritional to curative for many conditions. It's not surprising that oats have a long history of adding to our animal's health as well as our own whether taken internally or applied directly to the skin. Here are some benefits of oats that uh, you should know about. He said there's plenty of them. So um, there's shampoos, conditioners, top, topical applications for skin and such. Oats are nutritionally beneficial, and their healing powers can be utilized by applying oat and teas. Yeah, we use a shampoo for Philomena. Mm-hmm. She has allergies, and it works really nice on her. Or you could do a poultice and just that's like yeah. mix it with a little bit of water. We've done that too. And like put it on and let it sit there for a while. To get the inner benefits of herbal oats, all you need to do is cook some oatmeal and add it to your pet's food. Or yeah. if you want to give them oat powder, there are uh, tinctures and capsules available. Adding oats to a pet's diet is a simple way to impart nutritional value. Besides the nutritional benefits, other benefits from Nervine to disease treatment can be realized too. He said, let's take a closer look. Um, he said, uh, you know, it, it it's high in good nutrients. It uh, does have protein. Wild oats contain from 27 to 37% protein, while cultivated, cultivated varieties average about 17%. Oat protein is equivalent to soy protein. That's interesting. I didn't know that. So equal to meat, milk, and egg protein. Soluble fiber, of course, helps keep cholesterol low. Levels of iron, magnesium, zinc, vitamin B. There's a lot of good things in it. They're low in gluten. And GMO. So far, oats are not grown using GMO. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Wow. No wonder I love my oatmeal. (laughs) Oats are considered nervine, an herbal compound that acts as a nerve tonic, calming in the nerves. Uh, that's very interesting. Oats are used for treating a variety of nerves. Um, Nervous disorders. Anti-tumor, digestive, hormonal, 
Cardiac. Our cardiac. Diuretic. Yep. Emollient, nervine, and uh, stimulant problems. So when you go down the list and you look at all the things that are, you know, really tumor, good, digestive, hormonal. I have just read. I can't believe it. I, I know. Mean, I didn't know that. I know. So, you know, you could use it topically and in, in, or you could find a shampoo with them in there. You could use it as a soak for skin conditions. Hmm. Um, you can use it as a dry shampoo to help dry oily, itchy skin. That's kind of interesting. A poultice we mentioned, tea, breakfast, uh, grow, you can even grow your own. I didn't know they made oat tea. Well, you just put it in the in the water, and oh. it's like drinking the water after oh, it sits in there. Duh. Oh, well, that's a big duh. Got it. Yeah. All right, I'll take that And one. then pour it over the pet's food. Yeah, got Which it. is probably a good idea, because that's a lot of fiber, depending on the size of your dog. I know if we gave it to Phil, that'd be a bad situation. Oh. But she could definitely handle the tea. I think that would be good for her. Um, I would rather give her a little cooked oatmeal with her food. Very little. But it's a lot of fiber, honey. Be afraid that she would really clean out. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm not in the mood to clean up after it clean out. She wouldn't make it out. She wouldn't make it to the front door. So listen, guys, that's it for us tonight. But but again, check out uh, TPPC TV website if you want to get. Uh, we have a discount there for forty percent off a weekend pass for uh, the Super, Super Pet, Pet Expo. Expo, Expo, and and that equates to less than a daily pass. Yes. So you might as well get that and save some money and have some fun. It's a great show. A lot of good information. Tons a of stuff of, to buy. A lot of great products oh, at great prices. And Oh, I forgot to mention that Sunday of that weekend. If you want to come by at 11:30, we're going to tape a broadcast there. We're going to uh, tape uh, live to tape right. for the radio show, um, and we have a lot of great guests lined up. It would be great if you guys came out by and said hello. We'd love to see you there. So thanks so much for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs>